you know, this is kind of like when we when we look at guests and we kind of look at the the list of guests, you know, I would have never imagined when we first were looking through this during COVID, we, we kind of made this podcast up in COVID and we, what we wanted to do that coach long Kruger would be on the hall. It just, it's, it, it's awesome. Well, I thank just, you. And, uh, appreciate yeah. it. My pleasure. It's my pleasure. And again, like I say, yeah. those, uh, those four years there, such good memories. Uh, my wife and I, we had, uh, you know, Kevin, our son was actually born uh, in yeah. Westville in the hospital oh, there. Wow. In wow. Valley. And, uh, and our daughter, Angie's three years older than Kev. So she was uh, just a couple of years old when we moved to the mm -hmm. Valley and, uh, Again, just a just a great uh, great experience and uh, terrific people. That is wow. a that is a that is I did not know that Kevin was born in Wesco. That's yeah. no where <laughs> when y'all were living in Wesco, were you living in? I'm not living in Wesco. When you were coaching in the Valley, were you living in Edinburgh or were you living in McAllen? Like where where yeah, exactly we're living, were you we're at? On the edge of uh, on the near edge of McAllen. Okay. And, so, yeah. uh, you know, and again, after coming back uh, years later, uh, between uh, when we were there, between McAllen and Edward, it was all orange groves. And uh, and uh, we come back a few years later, and wow, that's grown up so much. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> now, you were there, right? How long, yeah. How often do you do you visit? Uh, not, not as much as we'd like to, but I think the most yeah. recent time was when uh, Coach Hill passed, you know, uh, you know, oh, yes. uh, years ago. Yeah, and, Coach uh, and again, uh, the dedication of the new pavilion there. Mm -hmm. know, excited about that uh, in uh, Coach That's Hill's right. history. So, uh, and Coach Hill's wife, Renee, still lives there. So uh, mm -hmm. talk to her frequently and uh, and still a big fan. And now the Vaqueros, I guess. Yeah. Uh, we got to get in a football team too, Coach. And a football like, team coming yeah. on. Uh, you should, uh, should come down next team. next fall. You be that a guest open first game. Yeah. 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 We'd love that. We'd love that. Uh, it's uh, football in Texas, of course. Uh, that should be a good fit, hopefully. <laughs> well, you got your season tickets? No, probably. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Not, yet. Not, not yet. Not yet. Uh, okay. So, Coach, well, let that, me let me ask you. You you were named in '82 as the coach, right? In March, <clears throat> and then you. Uh, I was going through this rabbit hole, and the list of players that you coached against is phenomenal, right? Like you coached against Carl Malone at La Tech like the, mm -hmm. the first game opening of your career at Pan Am and in front of like 4,400 people and you're playing. I mean, obviously he wasn't the mailman then, but like you're playing, you're, you're coaching Carl Malone years later when you're in Atlanta and you're the head coach, do you bring that up to him or <laughs> like in the, in the hallways? Cause there's a couple there's a list of couple of guys on here, like Steve Kerr, like, do you bring that up to them? Like, hey, we beat you, you know? Well, that that, that comes up. I don't know about the beating part, but uh, <laughs> I, think was, I think it was our first game that we yeah. held. Well, I think to, he was a freshman, I believe, yeah. at that yeah. time. I think we held him to 30 or 32 or whatever. But uh, <laughs> you, we, you uh, held him? Started, uh, we started uh, his mailman career for sure. <laughs> he delivered. So, so, so piggybacking on that, Coach, you know, what would be – what player would be – kind of the most memorable or or your favorite player that you that you went up against when you were coaching it at UTPA or or maybe player or game I don't know uh, that uh you know again at that time we didn't know Carl was going to become Carl you <laughs> yeah. know, uh, later on but uh, we knew he was awfully good we didn't uh we didn't right. have bodies to match up with him uh yeah and, uh, what a great career he had and uh now it was um it was uh 
so good. You know, again, we weren't in a conference, so we had okay. the opportunity to, to schedule. And uh, like you say, we went out and played Arizona, um, in Tucson, and uh, mm-hmm. a lot of good, a lot of good, a lot of good matchup. DePaul, I remember coming to town, and they had a terrific team there in the '82 yeah. era. They had uh, great teams under Coach Meyer, and and mm-hmm. uh, and again, most of those were learning experiences. I don't know that many of them. We did win at Arizona, I guess. I want to. That was a nice win, but uh, most of them were more learning experiences than victories. I want to <laughs> ask you about the. I want to ask you about the UNO game when uh, you're you're coaching against Michael. Like, how was that when he? Because wow. you coached you coached against him in his collegiate career, obviously, right? <laughs> but then when you're again in Atlanta, you coach against him, and, and now he's you know you know, Michael Jordan, you know, <laughs> what was the, what was the, could you see, like, could you see those early years that he was going to be that great or did it just, he was just kind of like another, you know, wing player for a, a really powerhouse team with, you know, he was, a, curious. He, he was pretty good at that time for sure. I don't know that anyone could have projected being maybe the best ever at yeah. that point, but uh, mm-hmm. we were actually playing against uh, North Carolina in uh, in a tournament in Tulsa mm-hmm. and, uh, we played Oral Roberts the first night and uh, and uh, I think uh, North Carolina played Tulsa I believe and uh, mm-hmm. we got beat by Oral Roberts so we we're figuring we we're gonna play Tulsa the next night but they upset Carolina so we're playing oh, wow. North Carolina after they're ticked off after a loss in the consolation <laughs> game and uh, I remember at halftime or just shortly after halftime coach Smith came down and we were down about 40 and he says, Coach, you know, Lon, do you, you want us to play man or zone? You know, how, what do you want us to do here these wow. last What do you want to practice? <laughs> he, was very, he was very kind and very considerate. And I said, uh, play zone, Coach, so we can hold it a while and, and <laughs> use up a little clock. So, uh, but uh, yeah, those are great. Uh, it's Sam Perkins and uh, yeah, know, they had a lot, of, they had a pretty good team uh, around Michael for sure. Yeah, that was uh, that was the year they, they, the previous year, they won the whole thing, right? That was like, uh Mike's sophomore year, I believe. So that's insane. And then second year you're there, you end up um beating Steve Kerr in Arizona. Like in a I believe it was in a were y'all in Arizona or or was oh, it a was tournament? Of, uh, yeah, I believe that's one of uh, Coach Olson's uh, early years. Yeah. Was. He, uh, took the Arizona job. So they're uh, you know uh you know it was just a Guarantee. I, I think they might have even come back to Pan Am. I think it was a two for one. Did. We went out Man. there a couple times and yes, sir. came back to Pan Am. And uh, yeah, it was a good win. That was a good win for us. And uh, guys, I know, uh, remember the excitement in the locker room after that. Those spontaneous <laughs> celebrations after, you know, wins like that are probably the most enjoyable part or one of the most yeah. enjoyable mm-hmm. parts of coaching to see the satisfaction and joy on your players' faces uh, to pull <laughs> yeah. up like that. And uh, those celebrations are pretty good. Well, you took they, over a program. Uh, that, did, did they do the tortilla toss back when you were coaching the way we they did when we played? Not, I don't they, remember the tortilla toss, but I was probably <laughs> locked in on some other things. <laughs> Take a program that you inherited that went five and 20-something the yeah. year before, and then, you know, your first year was your first year. But then subsequently, after four years, you end up walking away and you left it with 20 wins and I believe eight losses, right? Like that's, that's a, that's a huge accomplishment. Like that's kudos to you for that and the hard work. It was, it was a fun transition. You know, the guys, uh, they, they worked hard. 
you know, the, uh, we kind of had people from all over, from junior college, from high school, some kids in the Valley and, and mm-hmm. across the country. And they meshed well together. But uh, that last year, of course, uh, you know, really good group with, uh, you know, Kevin Johnson now coaching at Southern. We're going to bring up coach. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Coach Johnson's great. And, and Joe Johnson, you know, is uh, probably a key guy in that uh, transition because he came in with a great work ethic and a great attitude and, and uh, that, that group kind of meshed well together and uh, and got up to that 20, uh, 20 win mark. Yeah. Wow. Well, you you recruited two guys that that are kind of influential in our lives, right? You brought them in as freshmen. One, obviously, you just mentioned was Coach Coach Kevin Johnson, right? <laughs> we know him as Coach, but <laughs> Kevin Johnson, and then another guy by the name of Roy Swift, mm-hmm. right? And so, you know. <laughs> Tell us kind of what was it about their game that really, really that you thought they could mesh well with the program and, and, and the building that you were doing, the foundation of what you were you were establishing there at Pan Am? Yeah, they're both good workers. You know, they both uh, <laughs> battled and competed every day and uh, and they were very, uh, very much bought into doing whatever they needed to do to help the team win and of course as you know uh, and they were both uh, you know talented guys as well but when you combine that talent with the right attitude and the passion for you know team first type attitudes and team first goals then uh, you got a chance and uh, you know Kevin and Roy both you know uh, were cut out of that same mold and uh, again you had Joe Johnson to it and Art Castillo was you know had a great attitude Art Castillo, yeah, yeah so Art Castillo yes sir really, really good guys now, now the, the your first year you had two guys on your staff, right? Um, I wouldn't say they were on your staff, but they were around the program, right? One was a guy by the name of Robert Kirby. He was a GA. And obviously Kerb played at Pan Am years before, gets on the staff, and now has had a great career as a coach, uh, an assistant coach in college. And then another guy by the name of Kelly Bass, who I know, but he – went on to become a, a scout in the NBA for a long time. How, like, tell us about Kirby. Like, how was he, like, what what you saw in him to, to give him, because that was kind of his first opportunity as well to cut his teeth in the coaching rank. So what about Kirby that kind of stood out? Well, we were fortunate to, to kind of inherit those guys because, uh, they, like you say, they were there and uh, we uh, basically just retained them. And uh, obviously, with their experience of the Valley and the program, you know, that's always uh, invaluable. And, uh, you know, coming in from uh, from outside the Valley, uh, we're learning every day. And yeah, those guys uh, had experience. So uh, it was great. It was great. And I see uh, more Robert than, than Kelly, but to see Robert, you know, uh, you know, over the last years, uh, you know, every summer in the recruiting road and, mm-hmm. and had a terrific career. And, uh, and again, was uh, instrumental in helping us uh, get our feet on the ground there in the valley that's awesome well co- coach do you uh you know it's one of these things where you know i, I coached for a while and and uh i'm not doing it in this last five years you know do you miss it how much do you miss it every day There's parts of it for sure you know we did it for 47 yeah. years so you know that's a long time <laughs> to do one thing but uh yeah we miss the relationship side of it the time with the coaching staff uh you know miss more than you know not the games as much as the preparation for the season in September, Absolutely. October, the practices, putting the team together and yeah. individual roles and how you're going to mesh, you know, uh, 12, 13 guys, really good oh. players into into one unit. So that part was always the, the most challenging, the most intriguing and, and the most enjoyable. You know, you get into yeah. the games and all of a sudden, you know, a lot of 
you know, then you got playing time, you've got, uh, you know, the yeah. fans, you got other, other things involved there, all but the headaches, all the, the headaches but... for the year, the preparation for the year, you know, we'll probably miss more than anything else. And again, you know, their staff, we uh, had lunch together every day and we, of course, watched tape and in, in, in preparation for practice and the upcoming opponent. Mm-hmm. So miss that relationship with the staff uh, as well. Yeah. Yeah. September, it always happens. It always starts happening around September, October, you know, just those, yeah. it starts flowing again. You know, you start missing it. You start seeing all these teams preparing, you know, all the talking to the coaches, you know, uh, doing their preseason planning and recruiting and all that. Wow. That's exactly right. well, it used to be October 15th. I don't know. You guys may be, yeah. you know, uh, younger than, younger than that, but uh, last <laughs> few years, uh, you know, now I think the first day of practice this year is September 27th. So all yeah. that yeah. changed over the years. Yeah. The October 15th was the magic day and, uh, and uh, always look forward to that a lot. What are you doing? What are you doing right now to kind of, kind of scratch that itch a little well, more bit? More than anything else. Uh, yeah. I don't know about the, the coaching itch. Of course, coach, uh, you know, our son, Kevin is the coach at UNLV. So we have mm-hmm. the opportunity to, to cheer on his program and, Drop by wow. practice. So whenever I'm not busy with the, he's got two uh, two little girls, ages four and two. So <laughs> I hook up with them anytime I possibly can. And if I'm not with them, then I may slip by practice and uh, just watch and uh, and cheer them on. That's fantastic. Man, what, what an asset, <laughs> I mean, got a got a Hall of Fame coach that's a babysitter. <laughs> yeah. Like that's amazing, right? <laughs> well, the babysitting, uh, the babysitting is a, is a fun part of it. Uh, grandparent duty is pretty good for sure. Yeah. Oh, that's, now, Coach, I mean, out of all the games that you coach in, wins or losses regardless, is there one particular coach, I mean, one particular game that stands out, whether it be at Pan Am or whether it be, you know, in Illinois or Kansas State, wherever, just anywhere, in the NBA, whatever, is there one particular game that really stands out in your mind that you kind of reflect back and, and, and think about sometimes? Yeah, well, it's hard to pick out one game. Uh, I think, like I mentioned earlier, anytime you have those – uh you know, those last second wins, you know, you make a shot, yeah. uh, the students rush the court, you know, the locker room's crazy. Uh, you know, anytime you have that, uh, you know, and I did have an experience like that, I guess, with her son at UNLV when, uh, you know, in the second round, uh, we beat Georgia Tech in the first round of the NCAAs in Chicago. And mm-hmm. then yeah. Wisconsin, the number two seed in the tournament uh, in Chicago. So you got 16,000 Wisconsin people there. So uh, we were able to beat them to go to the Sweet 16 and uh you know celebrate that with your son and family mm-hmm. and and uh, the guys in the locker room were pretty excited about that one but uh yeah there's uh, we've been uh, fortunate to have a lot of good players and and a lot of those uh fun memories for sure oh wow <laughs> i mean you've probably forgotten more basketball than i've ever learned in my life so just to hear you talk <laughs> about it like is 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 truly it's a blessing like i i could sit here and talk to you for hours and we're not going to do that but I just want to say, I just want to give you your flowers now because I've been a fan of yours for many years. And when I came to Pan Am, that was, there was a gentleman by Lupe who we all know. He would always talk about, well, Coach Kruger did it this way. Coach Kruger did it this yeah, way. That's right. You know, and, so. Gosh, forget, you know, those coaches were always, you know, getting compared to Coach Kruger. <laughs> he did Lupe, Lupe was great, wasn't he? He was, uh, he, uh, he yeah. kind of did whatever the program needed and, uh, yep. Super supportive. The guys, the, the guys loved him. The yeah. players did, and certainly the coaches uh, appreciated him because uh, he made all of our jobs a little bit more enjoyable and uh, a little bit more doable. So Lupe, some, Lupe was the you know, man. You start, you start listing people uh, like uh, Judge Inahosa. Uh-huh. You know, I mean, uh, yes. he's uh, such a good guy, and 
at that time he wasn't a judge, of course, but uh, I remember him dropping by the house and our daughter uh, Angie was just two, three years old and, and uh, you know, judging Hosa was uh, her favorite and, uh, and, <laughs> and uh, he was he was great to our family and uh, we always appreciate him as much. And when I got the job, uh, stayed at uh, President Avati's home for a while until I found a place. So that's how <laughs> kind he was, uh, he and Blanca, you know, uh, opened the doors and uh, and we enjoyed that. And uh, yeah. we'll get a chance to visit with either as often as I'd like, but uh, certainly great memories and great people. Well, I, I talked to, like I told you off camera, I talked to Judge Hinojosa yesterday. I told him that how blessed we were to have you. And he was like, tell him, say hello. But he was like, this is, you know, he's a great man, great man. And I, you know, obviously we, we love you. So thank you for, you know, no, thank you. you know. Thank you. So, so coach, I know Matt mentioned, you know, your favorite game or most memorable game. Um, what would be like a, like your most memorable season? Like where you saw that, you know, you kind of like you meant you, you meshed the, this team together. Maybe it didn't, you know, start off great or, or maybe there were some, you know, just, you know, how we go through ups and downs in the season, but kind of, you know, what season would be the most that just stands out in your mind? Is it that same, same one that ended with that, <laughs> that Wisconsin win or. Yeah, that, that was a good one. You know, every stop you probably have uh a team or two that, uh, you know, I don't know if you say favorite, but, uh, but maybe that yeah. you appreciate as right. much uh, how they came together and how they maybe overcame, you know, our last team there at, at Pan Am at uh, UTRGV, uh, you know, when Joe Johnson came in and, and joined yeah. uh, you know, with Kevin Johnson and Junior Ray and, uh, mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> you know what I mean? Those well, guys really, really did a good job. I mean, uh, again, as an independent it wasn't easy to win 20 ball games, and uh, but that team, you know, certainly one that we remember and uh, and appreciate. And quite frankly, you know, had we not done that, uh, we not would not have had the opportunity to go back to our alma mater at Kansas State. Mm, that's right. That year that's coincided right. with uh, Coach Coach Hartman's retirement, mm-hmm. and um, you know, Coach Hartman had a lot to do with uh, our being named his successor at Kansas State. But had we not won 20, it probably would have been harder for him. To, you <laughs> right. know. Uh, he might have still been able to because he was such a such a powerful guy there. You know, I don't know if I don't know if our listeners pick up on it, but I do. I love the way you always say we. Like <laughs> yeah. it's not it's not an I thing. It's not a you know. I don't know who you're referring to when you say we. I'm just assuming <laughs> it's your it's, family or it's the the players that helped you win the games to get the notoriety. You know that sort of thing. But I I love how you speak when you say we. You know, and it's it's just. It's it's definitely you know a positive thing. So oh, I, I just want to kind of point that yeah. out. Yeah, yeah. Well, the we is a little bit of all of that, as you said. But we grew up in a household. I was you know super fortunate to have great great parents, and uh, I was the oldest of six kids. And uh, Dad just mm-hmm. had a you know very few rules, but one of them is we never never ever spoke about ourselves. And, wow. uh, and wow. did this or I did that. And and as I look back on it, that, that was a pretty valuable. Uh, you know, yeah. baseline because mm-hmm. uh, again, it's always been we, and and that's probably uh, at the foundation of all of our all of our programs in terms of uh, speaking to the players and as uh, they address the media and as uh, we address the media, it's always about uh, you know others and always uh, giving credit to others and and mom and dad was instrumental in uh, in uh, wow. instilling that in uh, in their six children. Wow. Life lessons beyond coaching, huh? And everything that <laughs> everything that you can teach, right? Yeah, Through coaching. Sure. You just well, you use know, it in life. 
Yeah, well, coaching is more about wow. relationships than it is X's nose. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. so, I mean, all the uh, X's nose have all worked, they've all failed, but uh, it comes down to relationships and uh, and earning that trust and spending the time. There's no shortcut for for time, you know. That's right. You really want to find out about uh, where's people's interests lie. That it's where they spend their time. You know, mm-hmm. not about what they say or where they write the checks to, but uh, where do they spend their time? And that's uh, mm-hmm. coaching is a big, uh, well, big part of coaching as well. I hope I hope coaches watch this uh, podcast. <laughs> they they got a little mini clinic right there on <laughs> how to build a program with Coach Drew. That's it. That, that's that's how it's done right there. That's, that's how it's done. done. Now, speaking of Coach Kruger, you mentioned X's and O's. I wanted to kind of, you know, throw a little fun question at you with uh, with X's and O's, if, if you don't mind. No, not at all. All right. So you got Matt Palmquist, host of the show, 6'10", right? Played inside. Don't know if you ever watched him play, but didn't have much of a back-to-the-basket type of a game, right? Gee, just- I gave him – I gave the Illini a double-double. I, I'm just okay. I'm just gonna put that out there. I gave him a double double, so yeah. Okay. Yeah, we Matt being the center of, scouting, center of our scouting report when we brought the Illini to the Valley. Yeah, it didn't do us any good. He still he's still no. up on us. He See? did. Okay. Well, that so you obviously never watched you know uh, any you know my game because I wasn't on the floor. You know, maybe maybe a few minutes. Uh, but the uh, let's say you're up. Let's say you're down two. Okay, three seconds left. Are you, you know, you got you coming out of a timeout? Do you run a cross screen for Matt Palmquist? All right, you don't know me. I could shoot it. I could shoot it a little bit. Do you run a cross screen? Try to get, try to get Matt the ball inside to to tie the game, or do you run a little elevator screen for G coming off top of the key, looking to hit the three to win the game? Yeah, that's that's a good question. I think he subs us both. Uh, we're, we're not in the game, probably, are we, uh, Coach? We, we probably turn it over and uh, and, and uh, go the other way, but I don't know. But uh, we'd, we'd take either one of those options uh, if we get a good look at the rim. So you'll take – okay. So but what's your – are you trying to go for the win or are you trying to go inside? Maybe a little bit, or does it depend three, on the player? Yeah, three seconds, you, you, most importantly, you got to get up a shot, you know. Yeah. So if, uh, it's probably going to be uh, one pass and a shot or – you know, we'll probably you know throw it in and clear clear a lane for someone to attack the rim very quickly. So, so you're saying if you if you're coaching Trey Young, you, you're 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 your elevator screen for Trey, right? Top of the yeah. Game. If you got Trey, if you got Buddy Healed, uh, you, <laughs> uh, you get it in their hands and uh, and trust trust them. For yeah. Sure. You even had Austin Reeves for for a hot second, yeah. right? He transferred. Yeah, we had him. Austin for three years. Yeah, one wow. of them redshirted, and uh, what a great year he had! Wow. Yeah, and he's so competitive, and he's uh, he's a really really good player. He, he moves the ball. He uh, the ball doesn't hang up with him. He makes good basketball plays. I think that's why he fit in so well because in the NBA, everyone catches it and sees what the, what they can do before they throw it to the next guy. Yeah, but Austin, uh, Austin uh, you know, gets rid of the ball at the right time, and he was smart enough. He he threw it to LeBron a lot. You know, his rookie year, <laughs> and, uh, that was that was a good decision too. Yeah, yeah. You keep- so, so, Coach, just an, another fun question. I got to ask it because our buddy, our one of our best friends, is uh, Mike Mencia, is LeBron's trainer, right? For years since LeBron entered the league, and since you know, four, yeah. yeah, you you know, you played against you 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 watched Jordan become you know who he was, <clears throat> Coach. I'm gonna put you on the spot, and I told Mike that I would ask you this so that we can just nip this whole <laughs> debate in the bud. Yeah. 
greatest of all time, LeBron or Jordan. <laughs> You think this? You know, what, we, what we see here is going to make that decision? Gonna do- we don't have enough. Yeah, we don't have enough subscribers, Coach. Just not getting out yeah, there. I don't think it's going to go that gonna, far. You know, from that from that era, of course. You know, with Michael, uh, certainly have an appreciation for. Him. But LeBron is, you know, he's so big. I mean, people don't realize how big he is. I mean, Michael was good size, but he was a wing inside. And LeBron, uh, LeBron's a. Uh, Kind of a you know old school postman that can play He's point. Like Carl Malone <laughs> size, yeah, yeah, exactly. It's hard to believe he is Carl Malone size. Yeah, and uh, but yeah, I mean, I mean, I don't think you can go wrong there. But uh, but I was always a huge Michael fan for sure. Mm-hmm. Oh man, there it goes. Me too. There and, goes. My, and my, I know he gets upset at us, but we just got it. We, I mean, I can't I disagree. Yep. Coach, this 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 podcast is not going to make Sports Center, so you don't have to worry about this <laughs> clip being on there. Right. So it might reach maybe uh, 40 people. So, Fair you know, <laughs> you're good. Oh, to say. Right. Fair <laughs> enough. oh, well, um, favorite places to eat when you were down in the valley, if you if they're still open or if you remember them or, you know, because so- I, I remember that there were a ton of great places now, you know, again, being, uh, you know, what, almost 50 years ago, I, I don't know. Yeah. That- I don't know that I recall of the names of a lot of the, but those, uh, you know, the mom and pa shops, family uh, mm-hmm. owned yeah. places. Uh, wow. I know uh, we, we loved going out. We loved uh, uh, the variety <laughs> yeah. in the community and even going across the border occasionally, you know. Uh, yeah. Good, uh, good. Oh, yeah. Uh, so, so is it safe to say that the, the Mexican food is better down in the Valley than it is in Manhattan, Kansas? I would I would favor the valley, you know, no no question about that. You heard, know, it here. Uh, you heard it here. You heard it here first. You heard it here first, right there. <laughs> no comparison for sure. Oh well, coach, I I want to say thank you. We're we're running out of time, but coach Kruger, thank you so much for being on the show, and and giving us your time and and sharing the stories. And you are a true legend and an asset to the university. Um, in the the little time that you were there, you still left a huge mark and and you and Barbara had the foundation. Um, and you know, I just can't sing your praises enough. So thank you so much for being on the show. Well, thank you. Appreciate uh, anytime uh, we have uh, cause to think about those four years in the Valley. Uh, we appreciate that. So uh, thanks guys for having me on. Gosh, coach Kruger, you're welcome. Anytime. And we, anytime coach. Look forward to it. Little basketball, you know, chop it up, X's and O's, chalk talk a little bit. <laughs> or we could talk about babysitting, you know, whatever you want to talk about. We can we can we can do it too. Yeah, if you want to talk about grandkids, we're all in, so no problem. <laughs> oh wow. Uh, all right, coach. All right. Coach thank Kruger, you, thank you. And fees up, guys. We'll see you next week. Peace up. Thank you. Like we weren't supposed to come up with something this clean, <laughs> you know, like something happened.